Marabona, lo marcan dos, pisa la pelota Marabona, arranca por la derecha el genio del fútbol mundial, y es el tercero a tocar para Borrochaca siempre, Marabona, genio, 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 ta, 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 Andiamo. Let's go, Nick. How's it going, Gentiletti? Doing well, Sam. How are you doing? Um, I'm all right, man. I'm uh, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm well. Listeners, welcome to episode number 105 of the Calcio Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Sam Adamo coming at you. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday, the 25th of November. Uh, the evening, one month till Christmas. Um, uh, tough day, tough day today. Um, I, I know pe- people don't typically come to us expecting, expecting. Um, I don't know, inspecting like a deep introspective episode or or, or, or any real, any real serious talk. Um, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm 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 a little, I'm a little upset today. Um, as most football fans are, so we, we so we we can only present we can only present as as we feel and 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 as um, as feels right. So uh, to be honest, I don't really know what direction we're going to take this app, but um, I know where we're going to start, and we'll see uh, we'll see how we feel. Um, I think the goal will be to kind of talk about how we're feeling and. Um, reflect and, and pay pay homage to um, a legend first, and then I think we'll we'll we'll, we'll probably get to some cultural action of the last week. There were Champions League games instead of Yah games, um, which we can talk about. But it, it doesn't feel right to it doesn't feel right to go there without addressing what happened this morning. Um, so uh, Diego Armando Maradona. Uh, arguably the best footballer of all time and one of the most uh, enigmatic figures in sport history uh, passed away this morning of cardiac arrest at age 60. If you're listening to this podcast, you, you already know, you've already heard the news. It's worldwide news. Um, three days of mourning have been declared in Argentina. Um, so Cheta Sportiva Calcio Napoli and their president Aurelio De Laurentiis have um, incredibly circumvented every every red tape every red tape um hurdle that that, that usually that usually befalls people who want to get shit done in Italy and they decided and agreed to rename uh the Stadio San Paolo the San Paolo Diego Armando Maradona today a couple hours after the news was announced 
football fans everywhere are devastated. Uh, particularly Napoli fans, but football fans the world over. Um, so you and I never watched him play, Nick. No. Nope. Um, but, and I think he had actually retired when we were born, or at least was at the very, very, very tail end of his career. Um, but we've heard legends, we've heard stories, and he obviously inspired an entire generation of, of, of football fans. I mean, a lot of the players that we grew up watching wound up, wound up falling in love with the game because of him watching him play. There's been a lot of, and there's been a lot of stuff written about him today that, that I want to kind of, you know, um, give a nod to and talk about. And I know it seems crazy because again, we never saw him play, but he meant something to me. I don't know if he meant something to you. Um, I'll give you the floor, I guess, but he definitely meant something to me. And I have a lot I want to say about him and what I think he means in world football. And again, we're just a couple of idiots who, who, who satirically talk shit about Italian society and football on a weekly basis. And we, we make cuck jokes and we, we take shots of grappa on the pod and we, we make stupid bets that we can't even remember that we make. And we, that's we, just scratching the surface. We, and we can't even, we can't even, you know, we can't even, uh, we don't, we, we don't, we don't, we don't break news. You know, we, we don't, we don't talk about, we stories break. We don't, we don't, we don't break news for people. That's not what we do. We're a podcast first and foremost, and we just shoot the shit on this pod. Um, so again, it feels a little weird to, to be talking about news, but it also feels like it's the only thing that we really should be doing right now. And, and um, again, I, I have a lot to say, but I'll, I'll turn it over to you, bud. Um, when did you when did you learn about it? I know you're working during the day. Did you did you did you did you hear about it during the day? What did what did you make of it? Um, yeah, actually, react? I I actually I I typically don't I don't look at my phone too often during the day. And I actually like got I got a message from someone like at work like on my computer from someone that I didn't even didn't even like figure would would probably would I don't I don't know would probably be uh, you know. A, involved in, in in following soccer or whatnot but that just shows how how much this news transcends soccer uh, or football sorry but um yeah i mean definitely just hearing uh, hearing the way you speak about him i i definitely do not have i would say the same emotional connection as as you may have and most particularly because of the fact that i never got to watch him uh i play live right you, of course you can watch of course you can watch highlights and and replays of of players from generations past but there's there's no real there's no real thing like seeing it like in the flesh right like for like you're saying for the generation of footballers and football fans that grew up with with maradona as like their figurehead in terms of like playing ability right not not like the off the field stuff right like we grew up with a Messi and Ronaldo so like I I like I obviously I obviously feel like it it's a really sad story more than any anything the the arc uh and the and the fall of, of Maradona's life but uh I I don't I don't I wouldn't say I have the same same kind of connection as you to him, but the story itself is, is definitely one that I find intriguing and worth talking about and, and analyzing for sure. And, and, and so we will, and you, you talked about the arc and I think that's, that that's, that's a good place to start. Um, 
because the arc of Maradona, the the the, the, life, the life of Maradona, really, really, really was. I mean, if it was an arc, it started off with him as a poor, a poor, um, I think, Aboriginal Aboriginal Argentinian boy in a in a little shanty town in Buenos Aires. Before we um, get to that, though, and, before we get to that, uh, like, uh, I want to say, if there was anything that I felt the most about his passing this morning and talking about like his arc and his fall, it, it it's really that. It's sad how long this kind of tragedy was was on like the tea leaves or on the cards, right? It was it was really sad, especially the last two years. I mean, For me, every, like the, every year that every year that he'd have a health issue, I mean, it got worse, right? Like, hospital, it was it was concerning for sure. starting with for yeah. me, like in my, in my mind, when I was like. Like I'm not I'm not trying to get like dramatic here. Like I'm just being honest. Like when I've definitely when I was definitely thinking like oh like his, his this isn't like this isn't good for his health. Like this this could be very like detrimental to his health. Would be that scene at the World Cup when he was deliberately putting his hands right full of cocaine on like glass of uh, like protectors in front of his seats and stuff, which is well, just like possibly, but, but, but look, I, 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 I get it. And it's sad and it's, but it's, it's sad. It's, 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 sad. It's, well, it's sad. It's sad that, and again, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to talk about the arc. I want to talk about the arc. Cause it's sad that it's sad that we, we weren't, we weren't around for the peak of the arc, you know? So, no, the, arc we starts, so the arc starts off with him as a poor boy in a shanty town in Buenos Aires. And it leads to, you know, it leads to him, starting at age like 15 or 16 for Argentina juniors and making the move to Boca juniors and becoming a cult, a cult hero already in, in Argentina and kind of, you know, in his ascent to, to, to stardom and getting omitted from the 1978 world cup squad, which won the world cup in Argentina. Then moving to Barcelona at the peak was the 1986 world cup after he had signed for Napoli. Well, I mean the, the bottom half of the arc was probably right after right after Italia 90 and everything that ensued after and him getting banned from, uh, from football and uh, his attempted return and, and whatnot. And then ultimately kind of dwelled into his, 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 his post, his post playing career, which was, which was dogged by uh, health issues, um, rehab visits and, 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 and headlines, but you know, also, and, and a brief managerial I actually wouldn't call it a brief managerial career, but um, um, sure, um, an attempted managerial career. But one thing that's fun—I mean, one thing that's interesting—is like, as, as much as he was a, a really outspoken figure, is he, 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 he didn't, he didn't keep any of his enemies. Everyone that ever like, no one really ever spoke badly about him. He was a very crass figure, and he, and again, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to stomp on the on the grave of. Of, of anyone, you know, so I don't even think it's, it's worth talking about the 2018 world cup right now in that scene, but, but it is true that he did a lot of things. He did a lot of things that, that people might have uh, considered to be a little bit wild, you know, backing, backing the Venezuelan regime and, 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 and Chavez and Maduro and being a big, a big a big fan of Castro and, and, and talk and talking shit about Pele after I don't even, you know, I don't, I don't even remember what it was. It was about 15, 20 years ago over some shit. And, Pele, Pele, still couldn't hate him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, because he's such a lovable figure in a lot of ways. The reason I think that Maradona was, and it's it's crazy to say was in the past tense, but the reason that he was such a such a cult figure was not only because he was technically incredible, because he was he was he was 
he was a he was a fantastic footballer, but also because because of his boyish tendencies. You know, he he he, he always had that 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 teenage that teenage flair to him. You know, even later in life, he was he was impossible to hate him. You know what I mean? He'd be like that little troublemaker in school who would mm-hmm. who 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 the teacher who the teacher would have to clamp down on, but like secretly kind of had a bit of an affinity for you know um so the 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 one word that really comes to my mind when i think of diego diego armando maradona is well, there are actually two words one is one is flawed and the other kind of um in line with that is is human i think he's the ultimate i think diego i think diego maradona is the ultimate symbol of what it means to be a human being in a lot of ways. I think, because I think, because again, he had all the successes that anyone might ever want, but, but you know, we're flawed, man. We're fucking flawed people. Human beings are, are fucked up. I mean, we do a lot of, we do a lot, we're, we're weak, you know, men cheat, men, men abuse substances. Um, I think tragic would be another. We're depraved. Yeah. We're, We're depraved. We're insecure. I mean, we're all these things, you know, to different degrees. And, and some people handle it better than others, but I mean, he had so much pressure on him and, and, and living in that bubble in Napoli, I think effectively broke him, you know, but, 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 and again, I so we were talking off pod before. I think, I think the reason why I have a big affinity for him is because I actually watched the HBO doc that came out on him last year and it really did a lot to shed light on his actual career because it was one of the most footage I'd ever seen of him playing, but also, I mean, it gives a lot of behind the scenes footage of, of, of his life. Uh, and his time at Napoli, kind of between his signing signing there in '84, and uh, the aftermath of Italia '90, which 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 culminated in him taking uh, a penalty kick in the semifinal against Italy at the Stadio San Paolo, after having implored the Napolitan people to turn their back on Italy and support Argentina, because the Italian state fucking hates you guys anyway, or something along those lines was what he was paraphrasing, and. So I think he scored the goal, knocked him out, and that, uh, and that, I mean, that broke the camel's back. After that, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. The entire, the entirety of Italy turned against him. The media turned against him because of what he did, and they sought to destroy him. And uh, you know, obviously, he was mixed up with some of the wrong people in Napoli, and he was picked up on. Anyway, anyway, I, I won't spoil the documentary. I mean, it's it's all shit that happened in real life, but I would implore you, especially now, to go watch it because it's an incredible story. I mean, look. The man was 60 years old, but my God, I mean, he packed a lot into those 60 years. Those were some hard oh, yeah. years, man. I mean, yeah. he, but, but what really kills me is, I mean, in interviews, he, he talked about regret and, and shit that he wished he did. And he, he said, he basically said, if I never, if I never snorted Coke, I'd have, I'd have, I mean, I'd have been an even better footballer. He says, what a fucking loss that was. What a fucking loss. Imagine, and imagine this is probably the best footballer of all time. Yeah. Until right. Messi and Ronaldo two years ago, I mean, uh, two, 10 years ago, there was no, there was no debate. I mean, it was, it was either him or Pele, right? There was no one else in the equation, really. Um, and the way, I, the way I would put it to you is this. I mean, imagine Leo Messi. Ma- imagine a man with the technical ability of Leo Messi, possibly even yeah. stronger, but um, a little, a little left-footed Argentinian who enchanted a city, except probably a little bit more because the Napolitan people are a little bit, are, 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 just because of the sociology of Naples, I mean, the fact that it is what it is, it's, it's, it's kind of cut off from, from other parts of Italy, other big cities in Italy in a lot of ways. I mean, he, he became like a cult figure there, which is why, um, you know, it's a big reason why, why he, he kind of got hailed as a God. So, but let's assume that 
a very good comparison for him is Leo Messi, but imagine Leo Messi uh, continually in the limelight for all the wrong reasons and, and getting caught doing drugs and getting caught, uh, you know, getting caught fathering children out of wedlock and, and having to go to rehab and stuff. And imagine Leo Messi in 25 years uh, kicking the can, you know. I mean, imagine the effect that that'll, that that'll have on anyone that might have watched him growing up like us. I mean, that's, that, that's what a lot of people are going through right now. And there might be people that are listening to this podcast who are a little bit older who watched him play. And that's exactly how you're feeling right now. But I think it's important because uh, we'll go off the basis that most of the demographic, the Suez is a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, would, I would keep that in mind. That is basically what fucking happened here. And Napoli fans are absolutely devastated. And, and, and football fans the world over are devastated because of the tragic figure that he was. I mean, you said it well. Um, I, I'd like to read, I'd like to read, um, I'd like to point out a couple of things that I saw today that I liked. Um, one is an image someone drew of a little number 10. I think we might make this the, the thumbnail for this podcast, but uh, a little, a little, a little guy with an Afro and a number 10 striped shirt handing over a, a tango ball to, to a guy sitting on a throne with a big beard and, and in the clouds. And he goes, Ti ho riportato il pallone. I brought you the ball back. I brought, I brought your ball back. And I like that. I don't know. Because if there was ever a man that, if there was, if there was ever a person that, 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 was, that was handed a ball by God, uh, no pun intended, um, it was him, you know. When he was created, when he was created, if you believe in a higher power, I mean, something happened where, where he, was, he was given some fucking outerworldly ability to dazzle people and and you know, this little this little guy this little guy who could just run circles around you and 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 take shit and take beatings and take hard fouls and 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 just be a beautiful and flawed figure at the same time i mean it's maradona you know and i mean it feels it feels like in a lot of ways again if you believe in a divine I mean, he was a gift he was a gift from god he was a fucking gift from god his talent was a gift from god and he was a gift to the city of Naples. He was a gift to the Italian people who got to watch him as an opponent. He was a gift to the world of football. He was a gift to the world of sports. He was a gift to the nation of Argentina. Um, he was a gift for all those reasons. You know, he, he and, uh, you know, so he's up there now and he's, <laughs> he's finally given God his ball back. So he left, yeah, him, he left he, him his ball at birth and, and, and he's, he's, uh, he's finally returning the ball to God where it belongs. I think Argentina's president actually tweeted today saying that they're going to have like a three-day national mourning period. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three days. Uh, which is, you know, like that, that's insane, right? When you put that in, when, like when you just think about that, how an athlete, like how much an athlete meant to, to like, a, a, you know, not only football fans, but a country and like it's, it's diplomats it's it's crazy and it really i like i think it really comes down to the fact that it's it's the character of probably argentinian football culture and the fact that maradona is is what brought that football culture to its peak right not only his career like 1986 was the, the literal critique, best moment of the critique of, on messi is that well, you are you 78, 78 when he wasn't there when they won Argentina, but then 86 also because of the beauty of the tournament. I think you could also argue, and, and, they, may, and they may well done, they may well have done to, 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 to win the tournament in 1990, which they didn't do, but I digress. Um, but yeah, like, he, Messi was that he never, he never won the World Cup, which Maradona did, right? So, 
which is that i guess that lack of exactly that's the the lack of i mean whatever lack is probably not the word but the same affinity maybe that same strength of affinity so like it's it's crazy like an athlete is is putting uh, a country into a three-day you know national mourning period which well, he, well, he, because he's not an athlete he's he was a hero he was he was yeah he was yeah he, he was an icon for for a whole generation of people i mean and again like it it, it makes that i mean it makes that's sense. what i'm saying like not i don't, I don't like i'm not a big fan a country man well I, look, i'm not a big fan of i'm not a big fan of athletes kind of i mean every, athletes are free to do whatever they want say whatever they want but i'm not a big fan of the whole notion of, of kind of looking up to athletes as uh, as role models um, necessarily necessarily um and again he, he was a very flawed human um he was a very hu- he was a very human person you know he he was he was he was he was somebody who was put in a very um tough spot in the city of naples um a crazy fucking place love the place my favorite city in the world after montreal probably but um, crazy place and he and he 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 only adapted to it i mean as 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 best as best any flawed human could you know but but i'm not saying that he should be a role model for what he did because he would probably advise people against following exactly in his path i know he did actually on record i know he did but i think in a lot of ways because he was able to capture the imagination of people he was a hero for that reason so there's something like and i think when you think of sport transcending athleticism and you know just athletics and, and and the game that you're actually practicing i think it's an i think it's someone like someone like maradona who could unite people through through success but also through through beauty and through through being captivating as a figure he was a captivating human you know um i'd like to read a couple of things one is from lorenzo insignia on instagram i'm going to translate as i go i'm going to read you the whole thing i thought it was a nice message of course insignia is a uh, current napoli captain and he's I, I think he might be the only Napoletano in the team now. Um, uh, if, and if he's not, then he's certainly the most, the, the most prominent one. He's the only one of the first team. So he goes, from the first day that you arrived in our city, in our beloved city, you became a Napoletano. You gave everything for your people. You defended this land and you loved it. You gave us joy smiles, trophies, and love. I grew up hearing about stories from my family of your acts, seeing and uh, watching on replay your infinite, uh, your infinite matches. You were the greatest player in history, and you were our Diego. I had the good fortune of meeting you, speaking to you, knowing you, and <laughs> and uh, when I met you, my legs were shaking. For me, you always had kind words, comforting words that I will never be able to forget and that I will keep by me forever as long as I live. As a fan, as a Napoletano, and as a footballer, thank you for everything. Dios. I thought that was very nice. Yeah, definitely, definitely heartfelt for sure. And like you were saying, the fact that he is, and I, as you were reading that, I was quickly scanning the uh, the first team squad to see if uh, any other of the Italians were uh, were from Napoli, and it uh, it does not appear the case. But yeah, the fact that right, 
the how and i was just thinking at the same time as you were as you were talking how the the football culture maybe and the demeanor of argentinian football fans just was so in parallel with i guess how the napoli fans maybe approach their their like you know energy to the game and 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 the football culture and the like togetherism and being like so close to your team right that it's like it's like literally like you you feel like you're being like hurt against when like they lose you know or something like that like they're doing wrong by you mm-hmm. so like it, it's just crazy how uh how how a guy in his career was able to you know i don't know encounter both that club and country really like that same energy and like that that same unique energy really uh and, and, and for sure insigne is a little bit older than us so uh, in his infant years, maybe if he was ever caught looking at a TV screen, he may have seen Maradona play at the tail end of his career in Argentina somewhere. But he he obviously has uh, has family members and whatnot uh, who 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 you know obviously em, 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 embraced everything that Maradona had to offer, and and Insigne is, is repping that club now, the same one that this icon. Uh, you know, wore the same shirt as well. So for sure, he's 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 definitely feeling it, regardless of the fact that he was probably very young when when Maradona was. Well, he he, he 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 never saw he never saw Maradona play. Uh, he never saw not a Napoli, Napoli, not a Napoli. So no, so, so so so, and but but again, that, that's the whole point, right? It's it's his his legend. His legend will never die in Naples. People still, I mean, he's he's still he's still on everyone's lips in Naples. I mean, people who people who grew up watching him. I mean. I say the same. Everyone, everyone, everyone has him as their as their as the as as their idol. Everyone counts him as their idol. So, you, sorry, you, you, what were what were you saying? What was that? It's, it's a lock that he gets his name somewhere on the stadium. By the way, it's already, ha- it's already happened. I already, it's already happened. It's already like happened. It's, I, like it. like, I know, I know, they were in the. It was an out. It was an out. It was an out. Oh, it wasn't out. Okay, I thought it was just in the process. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 um, look, I, I, I think that. It's a very sad day. I feel for Napoli fans. I feel for, again, I feel for anyone that watched him play because I, I, I can only feel so, as a human, you know, on a human level, I feel, I feel it because I always felt sorry for him as I would for a little boy in a lot of ways. Um, because in a lot of ways, he was, all, he, was, he was innocent. He was innocent like a little boy throughout his life. It feels weird to talk about a 60-year-old man like, like, like that, but. But he was. He 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 was, he struggled to he struggled to cope with everything that came with that came with playing at Napoli when he played at Napoli. You know, so so I I I get it. But again, watching that doc really kind of, and I only watched it last month, you know, before his 60th birthday. Watching that doc though really kind of drove home. And again, I would implore anyone to watch it. it really yeah, drove home the it, one of the best fucking probably the best football film I've ever seen. Um, but it really drove home. A, another, another, like not obviously not like the HBO one is like prominent and like very. There, there may very well be others, but the HBO yeah, one was one on Netflix done. about. There's one on Netflix, I think, about his his managerial career in Mexico. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Actually, yeah, there is. I never, I never got around to it. I probably will now. But, but, yeah. But um, look, I, I get Maradona in Mexico. It's called. Yeah. So, so very, look. Very original name. I, I, I get. I get though how how anyone in the city of Naples feels right now, and and you know what it feels it probably feels like it probably feels like 
to some people, I mean, it feels it feels like their son died, or it feels like their their father died. I don't know. Depend depending on depend depends on who you ask. He might have been like a father figure to some, or like a, or whatever. But he was he was effectively a son of that city, you know. So a piece of that city died today. A piece of that club died today, and in all likelihood, it's it's a piece that'll never quite be reborn. It's it'll always it'll always just be a piece of history now, and it's. It's very fucking sad. I don't know. It, it's it's too bad that it had to end so soon. Um, but again, part of part of part of the the myth of Maradona was the excess, and at the bottom end of the arc, we were talking about that arc. You know, kind of at the bottom end of the arc, it was it was the results of that excess. Um, before before we veer away, um, I want to read an article that I really like because it kind of sums up everything that we're thinking. I think certainly that I'm thinking it's by Gabriele Marcotti. It's not super long, a couple of minutes. I'm going to read through the whole thing and then we'll, I think we'll, we'll, we'll cut away and we'll, we'll kind of take a little intermission. We'll gather, we'll gather ourselves and we'll, we'll chat a little calcio before we wrap. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a great article. And I think he does a better job of putting into words, everything that I have been trying to put into words um, over the course of this pod. Uh, so here it goes. Diego Maradona will be remembered as one of soccer's greatest and the sport's ultimate flawed genius. It was four minutes in a rich and fully lived life that spanned six decades, ending on Wednesday as news of the death of Diego Maradona filtered around the world. But if you can begin to understand them, perhaps you'll understand why Maradona meant so much to so many and why as Lionel Messi, his fellow Argentine and universal GOAT contender alongside Pele and Cristiano Ronaldo put it, quote, he is gone, but he will be with us for eternity, unquote. As massive as Maradona's on-field legacy is, and it includes titles in three different countries as well as captaining Argentina to victory at the 1986 World Cup, his charisma and, re- and resonance off the pitch might be even greater. Those four minutes on June 22, 1986, in front of 114,500 uh, 114, souls at the Azteca, the hand of God that guided the ball over the head of Peter Shilton and into the English net followed by a 10-second, 60-yard dash forever known as the greatest World Cup goal of all time, encompassed the yin and yang of sports. They showed the craven, worldly drive to succeed at all costs, even by cheating, because that's what the hand goal was, and the divine, celestial, unimaginable skill that elevates star athletes, albeit briefly, into something superhuman. But they went further than that. They fully reaffirmed the narrative of Maradona as Messiah, the people's hero, the iconoclast, both capable and willing to tear down the system. The fact that these goals came against England, the country that invented the game, that built an empire, that still, rightly or wrongly, represents the very embodiment of the establishment in the eyes of so many, is relevant too. So too is the fact that he got away with it. The fact that he metaphorically flipped England the bird and lifted the World Cup a few weeks later meant to many that a higher power truly was on his side. Maradona, of course, fully embraced it. The underdog tale always suited him. He left Barcelona for Napoli in 1984 in a world record transfer that left many tut-tutting. This was an impoverished city on the wrong side of the country's north-south divide. This was a team that had never won a league title. It was, quote, bread and circuses, unquote. The art of feeding the masses an an impossible dream and doing so at a great expense. Except Maradona made the impossible possible. He delivered two league titles to the city of Naples, beating out the wealthier blue bloods of northern Italy from northern Italy. 
And he didn't do it quietly. No, sir. He did nothing quietly. He did it while immersing himself into the city and the fan base, railing against the powers that be when things didn't go his way. In that sense, Maradona, Maradona was the eternal teenager. He spoke his mind, sometimes valiantly, taking stands against war and poverty, sometimes petulantly, happily playing the victim card when things didn't go his way and over the years attacking, every, attacking everyone from Pele to FIFA with wanton abandon. While, uh, excuse me, was he playing to the crowd? Was he playing to a crowd? Sometimes, sure. But it's not lost on anybody that he eventually made up with virtually all of his adversaries. He didn't seek their forgiveness. He simply made it impossible for most to stay angry at him. The fact that to a man, virtually every player he has ever played with remembers him fondly, tells his own story. Yes, he was different. He trained when he wanted to, sometimes not training at all. But if you were close to him, you couldn't resent him. You fed off his greatness. He lived a life of excess very much in the public eye. Stories of drugs, prostitution, paternity, suits, evening spent in the hot tubs of mobsters. You've likely heard them all, and they're probably all true. He sucked the marrow out of life. He ascended as high as you can without losing the surely, uh, the surly bounds of earth. And he spent more time crawling in the gutter than most. Maradona did it all. And what's more, he paid for his, trans- for his transgressions. The moment at the Azteca was one of the few instances he got away with something. Health issues, both emotional and physical. A sense that high-level football passed him by. Witness his disastrous, disastrous stint as Argentina manager at the 2010 World Cup. The realization that his achievements on the field could never be matched by anything he did off it. He took all the blows. You should leave comparisons with the other GOAT candidates to the side. Different eras, different game. For a start, he might have starred in the first original uh, viral video. He's referring to <clears throat> the video in the uh, UEFA Cup final versus Sevilla. But uh, Anyway. If anybody attempted it today, you'd imagine it would be slicker and decidedly less organic, again, referring to that clip. But if you do get drawn into the most pointless of debates, please note that he achieved greatness on two different continents. Please note he never received the protection from vicious fouls that are part of the game today. And please note that he never played on cut-up, divot-heavy pitches, uh, that he played on cut-up, divot-heavy pitches, not the putting greens of modern soccer. Please note that there were limits on the number of foreigners each team could field, and therefore he, could, uh, he never enjoyed the stellar supporting cast or the cannon fodder opposition that A-Stars enjoy. And please remind yourself of what he did to his body along the way. In 1998, an hour before the World Cup final, I was with a group of 20 or 30 members of the media huddled around Pele in the bowels of the Stade de France. Pele, the only other GOAT candidate at the time, as Messi and Ronaldo were children back then, was holding court about the upcoming clash between Brazil and France. Suddenly, there was a commotion down the concourse, and within seconds, the media disappeared, racing away, cameras and notebooks in hand. I, a young reporter at the time, was left with Pele and his media handlers. What's going on, Pele asked. I think, I think Maradona has just arrived, replied one of his aides. Pele shook his head and smiled wryly. One day, there might be another Pele or another Messi or another Ronaldo. One day, somebody might come along and do everything they'd done on the pitch except do it better. But even if someone manages to emulate and surpass Maradona on the pitch, there is no way they will do it while emulating him off it. And maybe that's not a bad thing. It's simply hard to imagine another Maradona, ever. There won't be one. There can't be one. Maradona was at once what we dream of being and what we say we abhor. Perhaps because we see it inside of us. He wrote his strengths and he failed to tame his weaknesses. But maybe that's precisely what made him human. Balancing out his otherworldly genius 
and making him as fallible a sporting icon as you'll find. Gabriele Marcotti at ESPN. Ciao, Diego. Adios. Y hasta siempre. Mi faceva molto gola quando facevo il militare Poi la moglie del tenente mi faceva le moine Di una presa tra la gente Perciò bambina Se sono qui per te stasera È una fortuna Andiamo! Let's go! Gentiletti, let's, uh, let's get to some culture Let's get to some football action Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit I think uh, today was a very difficult day But uh, some football did still happen, and uh, we can uh, we can distract ourselves and, and and talk about it and laugh about it and uh, do all the things that we would normally do, uh, because that is why people still listen to us. And uh, in the name of of kind of giving the people what they want, uh, let's give the people what they want, Nick. Um, Show go on. Uh, okay, grab a shot. Let's go. Start us off. You uh, you owe us three more. I still haven't. I still haven't invested in uh, in shot glasses yet. So it's still, as you could see in an espresso. I mean, as as Sam could see. Sorry, this is some bad uh, some bad podcasting over here. But uh, tough video. That's a heavy pour. That's a heavy pour, buddy. No, but okay. I'll I'll be honest with you. The cup you see at the little bit at the bottom. How it's not as deep as it looks. It's an optical illusion. I'm not. I'm not getting. I'm not getting blasted. It, no, look, no. it, it, it looks like he's. It looks like he's got a mug full of. <laughs> it looks like he's got a mug full. It looks like he's got a pewter mug. I mean, it's, maybe it is an optical illusion, but it looks. Like he got. He's got. He's got all these fingers on not. the. Who knows? On the little tatsa. I'm holding it with two hands. <laughs> I didn't see you pour it. That better be grappa. <laughs> oh. Let's go. Don't get it. Don't get it caught in your uh, in the November stash. We're very close to our November goal as he as he throws it down the hatch. We're very close to our November goal, by the way. We're less than 100 Canadian dollars away. If you're listening to this podcast, any donation helps. We're looking at 1,500 Canadian dollars. If you're not on the North American continent, if you're in Europe, my God, what are you doing? You're listening to this podcast. You're in Ireland. You're, you're in you're in Ireland. You're in Italy. You're in Spain. You're in. Uh, I'm back. I'm back. You're in Germany. You're in the UK. Me, the euro, the pound. What are you doing? Give us. 10 bucks, it's like you're giving us 20 units. Give us 10 of your units, it's like you're giving us 20 units. Please, we want to get to our goal. Um, Big brain economics. Mental health. Mental health, is, uh, mental health is a serious fucking issue. Prostate cancer is no joke. It has affected members in our, in our, <clears throat> in our personal circle, in our families. 
uh, which is why we're very happy to do this. It affects a ton of fucking men around the world. Uh, so yeah. And if uh, you don't want to donate to us, that's fine. But uh, get your uh, get your prostate checked. Let me get the get your exact, prostate checked. Let me get the exact numbers, Sam. Let me get the exact numbers so we could we could tell the listeners what we need uh, as a as a nice little rally towards. While you moment. do while you do that, I'll, I'll let, let, let's tee this up here. Um, let's talk a little Champions League. A um, couple of matches the past two days. Juventus taking on Ferencváros. Eighty five dollars we need. We need eighty five bucks. That's eighty five bucks. We're we're there, bro. We got it. It's, it's, it's peanuts. No problem. Come on. Listeners, you got it. Um, I, we, we, don't, we don't ask for much. We don't do Patreon. We don't ask you guys to pay for content and shit. It's nice to donate a donation once a year, uh, which you have free will to, to reject. So no one's forcing you to, but we'd be happy if you did want to donate. Can I just quickly add, like, to, to give another shout out to everyone who listens and who donates? Uh, it's because it's our second year doing it. We can actually track how much money we've raised since the beginning. And we've raised since 2019, like we broke the $2,000 barrier because of, of our two campaigns over the last, uh, you know, the last two years. You'd so to see it. thank you to, uh, everyone really good stuff. Uh, okay. Champions league. Juve beat Ferencvaros 2-1 yesterday. A good, a good, uh, Champions league match day for Italian clubs, except for Inter Milan. I thought you were going to um, say, a, I thought you were going to say a good performance. I was going to laugh in your face. Uh, Ferenc Varos had a very good performance. We hit, <laughs> yeah, okay. We hit, two, we, we hit two posts. I know they had one defender whose name's evading me. Um, fuck, I think he was a fullback. Black guy. I don't remember. Um, really, really good. Really good player. I'd never heard of him before. Uh, let me find you his name. Not a, not a convincing win for Juventus, though. Not a convincing one at all. So apparently, apparently, so it was, I think, I think he was actually a center half. Yeah, Frimpong. That's it. Abraham Frimpong. Oh, yeah. When I, when I, when I saw that, I noticed him actually as well. But I was, I was reminding myself of the Frimpong. uh, You're thinking of of Emmanuel Frimpong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The play for Arsenal. Who used to, who used to, when he he went on loan, went on loan to Barnsley and uh, used to post uh, YouTube videos of him uh, playing FIFA with KSI and and fapping in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think his just very deep side note. Uh, I, I I looked him up because of that, and his career ended three years ago. He's only twenty eight years old, so big flop that guy. Yeah, I mean, so this guy, this guy is uh, so this guy's twenty seven years old. Uh, also Ghanaian. I think I think uh, the other Frimpong was also Ghanaian. Man's played for yeah. Man's played for Man's played for Fenerbahce and Red Star Belgrade. Those are two fucking serious clubs right there. Some serious fucking clubs. Actually, uh, came through the youth system at Bichent. Actually, he actually came through the youth system at Vicenza. So, my my God, you imagine like poor, poor poor fucking guy. I mean, I mean, Eastern Europe is such a terrible place to play. <laughs> if if you're if you're if you're if you're black, even even Italy sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I like, respect. Yeah, I know right? for sure he probably gets he probably gets horribly racially abused. But Ho- I, I never thought of that. Imagine um, imagine you start adding that to the scouting report though. Like plays in Eastern Europe, like he's mental shit. Mental, like, mental mental strength. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, but just like in general, like you know, he's seen shit. He's seen flares fall in the field and knock guys out. He he knows what he's doing. Should he knows a, he knows how to get through adversity. Should be in the scouting report. Should appear on football manager to be fair totally should as a um, pro as a pro can dodge, can dodge as, flares good as, ability or just, or just mental strength mental strength or it can appear as a weakness like maybe he's 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 fucking mentally fragile because he's like traumatized ptsd um anyway he had a he had a great game um he had a great game ronaldo had a ronaldo did have a good game um probably should have closed the game out a little bit sooner he had a chance in on goal all alone which he didn't finish but Nadeski hit a post 
he had a decent game. Actually, he did. Since his little Nazionale stint last week, he's, he's looked all right. Happy, uh, happy about that. Giovanni last week was saying uh, from Turin Giants on, on our pod. Um, shout out to him again for appearing and filling in for Nick Gianaletti, who uh, hates international football. He was saying that he thought that, you know, Pietro had to run with him a little while now and see if uh, he can kind of keep the confidence going. So far, so good. So that was good. But uh, yeah, Fenerjavato's definitely played really well. And we didn't, we didn't do enough to close uh, our chances sooner. But win is a win. 2-1 for, uh, for us. 3-1, Lazio win over uh, Zenit St. Petersburg. Excellent news for them in their group. Uh, currently, uh, currently, Lazio are in, are, in a, are in a good spot of, of getting out. Remember, they, uh, they beat Borussia Dortmund, uh, I believe, in what was the first match week. I could be wrong. I think it was the first match week. Um, but, uh, yeah, currently, uh, currently Lazio are sitting in uh, second place in the group. So, good chance of moving on. They're four points up on Club Brugge uh, and two games left. So, so, good on, yeah, good, so, good on them. I was, uh, I, was, uh, I was happy for them. More Italian teams advance, the better. And, of course, uh, today, um, huge, absolutely huge result. Uh, goal, goal, goal goals, uh, two goals today, by the way, from from uh, Chiro Immobile. So, uh, so um, shout out, shout out to him. But yeah, um, great fucking performance today by Atalanta in Liverpool yeah. on Merseyside. Oh my god, two 0 over Atalanta. Yeah. Uh, huge, 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 huge. Uh, Liverpool do have a lot of. That was very right now. Unex- That was like that was very unexpected. I mean, like, I, was I it? Know- was it though? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, I I mean, okay. Uh, on paper, obviously yes, but I did. I mean, the, I mean, the bookies I, would have it as a as an upset, but right. But uh, I I I mean, I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch this game live, but I, I did check out uh, I, I did check out the lineups for for most of the games this afternoon. And when I saw the when I saw the Liverpool backline, I was like, I don't know three of these guys, so maybe Atalanta has a chance. And I, I didn't I didn't necessarily think they'd be able to hold off uh, for a clean sheet, you know. <laughs> Uh, Salah and Mane are still on the pitch, and as long as those two are on the pitch, like uh, you know, keeping a clean sheet won't, won't necessarily be the easiest thing. But I, I was I was surprised. Maybe maybe you weren't, but they I was they, they they have they have a lot of injuries right now. Trent is out, Joe Gomez is out, uh, Virgil Van Dijk is out, and Mo Salah just came back from COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, they they they're seriously maybe it was the perfect storm for Atalanta. Maybe it was the perfect storm. Luigi Gollini came back uh, the other day, actually. Shout out to him. He's been out since the month of August. Uh, podcast hero, friend, uh, friend of the podcast. He, he doesn't actually know us, but I, I view him as a friend of the podcast because he's one of the boys. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, Nazionale hopeful. Um, yeah, back in the lineup. Really happy to see that. Happy he got a Champions League win. He was fucking buzzing over it. Uh, Ilicic, happy that he scored again in the Champions League, bud. Yeah, really awesome. happy. Really fucking happy. Um, nice story. Nice story overall. I mean, they they they, they thoroughly deserved it. I'm I'm. I, I love it. Then we got the Atalanta nice story coming back. I love it. It's just it's so funny. I, <laughs> no, like I I'm, I'm not I'm not making fun of it. I'm not I making mean, fun of it. I'm just saying like it, I mean they won. What you want me to tell? What do you want me to tell you? They beat Liverpool at home. I, no, man. but I just I just I love pointing out like the the trends that go on uh, in football. It's just like the Atalanta nice story. Like so it's the, huge. The story so it's, lives on. <laughs> so, 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 so this is huge for them now because they're because I mean if they their 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 destinies in their own hands now. If they win their next two games, they uh, move on. Hundred uh, percent. If they beat Ajax, there's a very good chance that they move on. Oh, I, so yeah, uh, they're they're currently they're currently tied on points. Uh, one one goal different, one goal differential point separates them. Ix second. I want to take it back one game real quick. Good chance I, they move on. I, I I took this down and uh, I took it down because of how I found I I to me when I saw this we're taking it back to the Juve game. 
This may have been the most useless value, like least value adding stat that I'd ever heard of any other player. Okay, let's hear it. In my opinion. It was around Turin tweeting, yesterday, Dybala has been subbed off for the 100th time since he's at Juve. I saw that. More than him is only Del Piero and Camaronesi. Now, Camaronesi. One of the least value-adding stats that I've ever possibly heard. That feels like a weird weird bone to pick. I think we're just... I think... Can we... we, It made me think. Can we think of the most random stat to track for a footballer and just report on it and see if it could ever (laughs) explode? Like Dybala, like this is the this is the a uh, hundredth time that number ten got subbed off first in a Champions League match. <laughs> Just like something. I don't know if there's any. Way, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if there's any way of verifying that. I mean, there is, but you'd have to dedicate. You'd have to dedicate like your well, entire. Deep. You have to. You'd have to dedicate your entire year to 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 uncovering that stat. I think. Let's I, do I don't. It. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, I think, where, where, I, where, I know, where did that stat come from? That, no, but that, 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 he's a guy, Maurizio. He's, he's not like a journalist. He's just some dude. I mean, he's a dude who lives in Turin and tweets about Juve. So either he read that somewhere or he fucking found that. Oh, stat yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Sorry, yeah. He, he, so cited, he cited Tuto Sport. I wasn't saying okay. that. I wasn't saying that he was sitting there in his basement. Well, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, but this is interesting. This is interesting. Del Piero was at Juve for like the, the, 20 years. I know. Del Piero I was, was like, because I, I, my brain tried I think the to, point is, Dybala has been subbed off a lot, I think is the point. Uh, that so is the my, point. My, my brain was, you know, maybe if we want to make this stat a little bit more uh, value added, let's, let's use that as a, as a percentage over like how many games he's played. That's what my, my thinking brain thought of. It feels but, like he doesn't finish that many matches. It is true. It is true now that I think that, about it. But that also just overall, to be honest with you, led me. I don't want to sound like a broken record again. And, and I say this in all truth without bias because I do like really like him as a, his, as a player and his, his style of play. And I, I, I know you will biasly tell me that like he was the season MVP uh, last year, whatever this. Well, well, I'm not being biased. I'm just telling you the fact. Like I'm saying, listen. Like anyone who says he's he's finished, he's like, some people. Are, some, say, some, well, some people. Not that he's yeah, finished. Some people. Some people. Some people. Some, people, some, people, some, some people are saying that he's you know he he, he doesn't deliver anymore. He's got to step up. Fair. I mean, he hasn't really done much in the. I just the, find the he's been uninspired. Played, but, he's been uh, my word would be uninspiring. In the okay. Last, okay. Like, okay. Year. But but okay. But but see, that's where I'll come back at you and say I. He don't 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 claim that he was not that he that he was uninspired for two years. I mean he he had a really good season last year. He just did. He and Ronaldo combined really well. Hasn't worked out this year at so far. In the first year, at the beginning of the year, yeah. again, uh, it's not a bias. It's not a biased take. I'm just I'm telling you. I mean he he it wasn't for a re- it wasn't for, a greater for no reason. Part of over a year, it was a stupid pick, but it was still not for no reason. He was in the mix for a reason. He had a decent. He had a very good season last year. I just think relative to how a lot of Juve players tout him, like you know, when you put that in, when you put it in relative, Juve players or Juve fans? Sorry, fans, fans, fans. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think you'll have a lot of fans that'll say uh, that they're okay with getting rid of him and cashing in now. I do think that, but I don't think not not the ones I see, to be honest. Well, I I also I don't know if I would. I don't know if it makes sense. I hear the case. He's not doing much now, but. Again, he's often been streaky. He's often kind of had bouts of, of, 
bouts of anyway i didn't want i didn't want to take it too far off topic i just i laughed at that stat to be honest with you uh but but yeah when you when you actually use your brain to interpret what that means yeah if you we we could deduce the fact that i guess he doesn't let's let's why why don't we use our brains how about we use our brains to to buy it's not as fun it's not as fun it is not as fun It, it is true um okay uh inter uh, lost to Real Madrid today, 2-0. I got to say, I'm loving this group. Borussia Mönchengladbach are in first place uh, and Inter are in dead last place. I mean, that's, that's, a good, that's a good group in my fucking books. Um, I saw a really funny... Real Madrid, Real Madrid are not topping their group and, and Inter are finishing last. I mean, that's, that's, that's fantastic for, 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 for me and my books. <laughs> Personally. Yes. Um, I, I, saw, I saw a funny tweet today that said there are three things guaranteed in life. Death, taxes and Arturo Vidal acting like a clown against Real Madrid. <laughs> he, got so, sent, <laughs> he got sent off in this game. He got, he got two, uh, he got two, two yellow, yellow cards in the first, in the first 30 minutes. And uh, yeah, yeah uh, no, Real, Real Madrid uh, scoring, scoring a penalty early on then Ashraf Hakimi scoring an own goal in the second half. Uh, tough. Hakimi had two tough games against Inter. Hey, uh, excuse so me, against, can, against Madrid. Speaking of that, I've been seeing this Spanish guy on Twitter, and I I, I have not done my. Uh, who is the Spanish guy you speak of? My research. I've not done my research to look up who he is at all. I just see him on the TL on the timeline all the time. Mm-hmm. It's this guy that always rips Inter, some Spanish guy, and today he was he was ripping them, saying. Um, uh, he was making fun of Hakimi being like uh, the best, the best, uh, like the best sale that real madrid like had in like a long time well it was a, it was a great sale because he was he was he was on loan he was vicente Azpitar. i don't know who he is but this guy always rips inter i don't know dude, like dude but he gets it, a lot of interactions so i don't know dude, if he was it was like, a great sale it was a great sale it was a great sale he was not on their books they got rid of they got rid of a reserve right back for a, for an astronomical fee now some might have no, argued that he was better was than any right back they had at their club but yeah, that's not the point I was trying to make emphasis to. I was trying to I'm emphasize sorry. the fact that this guy just absolutely roasts Inter all the time. Well, I don't okay, okay, but so, so do I. Like, what's the difference between me and him? He's. I think he's like a media. Is he a blue check mark? Yeah, he's like a... Yeah, sorry, okay. I did a really bad job. Okay, uh, okay. Well, well, I mean, if he's got a blue check mark, then it must be legit. He must know what he's talking about. It's funny, but anyway. Naturally. Um. I, I don't I don't really have much else to say. Just just Antonio Conte Antonio Conte is laughing laughing his ass off right now. I mean he's 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 fucking loving this. This is why he loves Arturo Vidal. I mean he 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 he's got Arturo Vidal at Inter to give him exactly what he wants, and that's that's to go right out of Europe. Um, hasn't been a great year for them so far in Serie. A. They haven't dominated. Um, that's, an, that's an understatement. Well, I mean it's early. It's, it's, they had a wild game against Torino on the weekend, though. It Absolutely. was a wild game against Torino. I, I thought they were going to lose. I thought uh, they were going to Giampaolo Sackwatch. Bro, Giampaolo. Well, I don't think he was at the game, first of all. Wasn't he, like, self-isolating because of COVID? That's probably the only reason why they had a chance at winning this game, to be honest with you. That'd be really, that'd be really, t- that'd be really tough, though. Because, you know, if you're... If you're if you're Urbino Cairo now, you can't fire a guy with the Coco. You can't fire a guy with a Coco. You got to wait till he comes out of quarantine. You can't fucking call the guy up and be like, yeah, sorry, you're fired. You're okay, fired. Bro, yeah, rip the Band-Aid off. Don't wait for him to crawl out of his uh, isolation hut to fucking sack him on the spot. At least let him sit at home while he... But, <laughs> Chris, um, Couch, Chris Couchy, I, Couchy so start... Uh, imagine, but, 
By the way, Can you imagine if they won this game with John Paul. Well, we we just well, we discussed we discussed this a couple weeks ago, saying if they beat I, Inter, I it's over. I said if, I said if they beat Inter or if they or if they or if they beat Juve in the derby coming up, uh, then then I mean he's 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 got himself a couple of months of grace, you know. But but now Chris uh, Chris Couchy, maybe just pre make uh, pre make the pre make a clip of uh, Donald Trump telling him you're fired, you're fired, um, from The Apprentice. A uh, shout out to Interman for rolling with Andrea Ranocchia in the middle of a in the middle of a back three. I mean, you, you love to see the turtle back back oh, at man. it. I mean, he, he's back. He's he's back. I mean, if there, listen, if there was ever a season for him to come back, it was this one with with COVID and shit. You know, players going down with not just injuries but with illness. I mean, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Kaku had a had an incredible game uh, in, against Torino too. Honestly, without Lukaku, I mean. Inter obviously is, is not is not performing well this year at all. I can't even imagine what they would be without Lukaku this year. Like it'd be, it'd be it'd be it'd be it'd be an absolute disaster. What what happened to what happened to Simone Zaza? By the way, so so Torino took the lead. Lord, in this man. Game. Torino, Torino took the lead in this game. So he 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 scored he scored this one. He scored in this one, and I was happy I watched because this I game. I watched. I don't know. I I I chose. I'm like I'm watching this full. I'm not doing a replay. I'm watching this full game. I was in. I wanted to. I mean, to, to I, be to be fair, to be fair though, to be fair, um, big choke by Torino, giving up a two 0 lead. You know, I was losing my mind. I thought like, oh my god, this is, this is gonna be fantastic. This is gonna be fantastic. I mean, Gianpaolo is gonna stay on for another couple of months, even though he's not necessarily on the bench. I mean, they'll they'll, they'll still attribute the win to him. They'll talk. They'll talk about. You know, he'll claim it as his. Is you know, given given the. The preparation they did during the week when very clearly it'll be for it'll have been for the fact that there's a change of a change of tone and a change of message in the dressing room probably from whoever was filling in for him. But I digress. I was in my mind. I was like, oh, this is fucking great. This is great news. Inter is going to lose, so it's going to be you know it's going to make me happy. And sorry, Inter fans, but you know, don't yeah, don't, don't, don't level, like your club. But uh, you on a personal yeah. level, but at the same time, I I just so wanted to run with the story that Torino could pull off like the craziest upset. Uh, with Giampaolo stuck at home, and you know there'll be snipers at Giampaolo's door for the moment that he's done self-isolating for COVID, just to fucking whack him and get rid of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you 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 don't get whacked at the doorstep. You don't get whacked at home. It's very rare. That's that's not the classy. That's how much disrespect you show. It's not the classy move. The classy you can move. you can the argue classy, the classy moves to take him out. The classy moves to take him out. The classy moves to take him out in a gym parking lot or something. <laughs> <laughs> you can argue that uh, forcing a four-three-one-two down a down a team's throat might be enough disrespect to get whacked down. I don't. I mean, they don't have a bad team, man. Like Federico Bonazzoli's coming off the bench for them. He's a he's a decent. He's a player who's never he's never been able to come into his own. Um, this was a performance with Tottenham, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but, but dude, like, what the fuck happened to Federico Bonazzoli? I remember him from the youth setup in in Italy, and he never really, he never really did much. I mean, he 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 does he just doesn't score. He doesn't score very often, but he, but he was like a technically gifted, he was a technically gifted center forward. And just, oh, there's, there's sorry, there's also one one other thing I wanted to uh, to take zero out. goals this year, by the way, for for Federico Bonazzoli. All appearances off the uh, all appearances off the bench. I think. I think. I I may have found may I may I'm I'm not committing to it yet, but I may have found my next player that I'm gonna like mush like all kinds. Give it to uh, me on on Torino. He played at he played the right wing back spot in this game. Wilfried Singo 
He's 19 years old and he's uh, he's from Cote d'Ivoire. What do you uh, have against? What do you have against African African football? Jan Caramo, same story. No, I just said that I was gonna mush. What do you? Mu- oh, oh, wait, hang on. Okay, no. F- fucking fucking brain fried. Okay, sorry. So, what you mean? What you mean is you're gonna you're gonna praise him. You're gonna suck him off, and you're probably sorry, for those, him in the process. For those, you, for okay. those who may sorry. not know the the the, the, the slang. I should have yeah. known with that. I should have known what you meant. I thought I thought my, you meant it in a good maybe no. next my maybe next golden boy. My maybe next golden boy. I'm not sure. I I'm I I'm in the process of your deciding. last golden your last African golden boy wasn't mushed at all. It was Jeremy Boga. I mushed them a lot. What are you talking and now, about? And now he, you didn't mush him a lot. He's transferring to Man United in, in football manager now, man. He's like, he's like, he's like fucking. You to watch out for him. He's a, he's a pretty, like, he's a pretty universally acceptable. It's a pretty universally acceptable take to say he's, to say he's hot shit. I don't think you mushed him. I don't think you mushed him I said it before most people. Though. I don't, but I don't think you mushed him. I don't think you mushed him, right? If you mushed him, you would have, you would have, you would have fallen off a map. He would have like torn his ACL or whatever. I don't, I don't think you. I don't think you understand what mush means. But okay, we'll we'll move forward. Well, well, well no, but what, what do you think mush means? When you mush somebody, to praise, to freaking pra- bow down and say this is amazing. That yes, yes, yes. That's what right, I mean. right. But you only mush them. It only becomes a mush if they fucking fall off a cliff. No, no, it doesn't. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, no, it is. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's the whole point of mush. It. That, the, the, I think the term came from a Bronx tale. There was a guy. There was a guy. That, there was a guy who they called something mush because he would always fucking ruin. He, he would never win a bet. He was his bets turned to mush. So you would talk. So like if you mush a player, you talk him up, and then he fucking. You know what? Fuck it. The fuck the fuck the terminology. This might be. I am in the process of deciding if he will be my next golden boy. We went from we went from Boga to Traore, and now I'm I'm in the process of deciding. So we'll see. Wilfred Singo. To be fair, you never gave you never gave Golden status to trial, Ray. You never did. Yeah. Oh, the way I spoke to, about it. Not, not on the pod. Not on the pod. Bro, I don't think a right wing back is going to win the Golden Boy Award. You know what I mean? Take my no, words. No, I, I don't think. Okay. Anyway, I, I, I digress. Well, I, meant, I, I think you only really talked up Ahmad Traore in private. Ahmad Traore. Yeah. Which, which Traore are you talking about? The one that joined Man United that's on loan at Atalanta? The kid or his older brother? Hamid. Both. Both. Okay. I, I just don't remember you talking about them being like your goalie. Okay. Boys. Okay. Uh, where else do we want to go here? I mean, Sassuolo are still keeping pace with uh, the big boys. And good for them. Good for them. This is, uh, this is fantastic, man. I'm really happy with how well Sassuolo has been playing. They're playing Inter on the weekend, which is why I wanted to briefly mention uh, mention mentioned them but but hoping uh, hoping ibra recovers soon for sure uh a little bit a little bit scary right now i'm uh ibra. I'm, I'm, what does ibra have to do with sassuolo um i'm no I'm, I'm running through the rest of the news over here because we only have we only have a little bit of time left but um domenico berardi goal and assist in this one jeremy boga goal and assist in this scored, one for also uh scored, for yeah, sassuolo also scored for Verona. oh no you, you don't get to talk about the national team now we're already long, we're already long past that we discussed this last week but you, 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 you want to skip national team episodes, you don't get to come back and, and talk, talk about Nazionale shit. But, uh, um, but yeah, uh, Prandelli, tough start. Uh, super people beat him uh, with Benevento. Um, your, 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 your Rocco Benito Comiso narrative um, continues. Uh, Nick sends me a text early sun, Sunday morning. 
think it was Sunday morning. Rocco got tough. dragged. Rocco got dragged. Tough. Prandelli, tough. Uh, so I expect more of that. Anytime Fiorentina lose a game, Nick's going to say, fuck, it's tough. It's a tough, tough result. Um, can we just, can we just ignore it? more, honestly, considering that the, the considering the, the way they've been playing, I don't know if I'm, I'm, it's really surprising anymore. Maybe it's not tough. Uh, can we acknowledge the fact that Atalanta beat Liverpool after tying Spezia nil nil on the weekend? Just, just, just a fucking side note. Just, just. Hey, Spezia are mid table. Don't disrespect. They are, and and so are Atalanta right now. I think, if I'm not mistaken. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not. Seven, seven, seventh. Okay, they're, they're. Yeah. Okay, I was wrong. I to be honest, I, I I cited that without actually checking the table, but they're not that far off. They're closer to mid table than they are. Actually. That's actually not true. Numbers don't lie. They're yeah, actually, gonna, they're, they're, gonna, they're, gonna, actually, they're gonna, actually right. They're actually, they're, they're like right at the, they're kind of right between mid table and top of the table right now. So I'll backtrack on it, but they've, they've, they've not had a terrific season so far. Again, if the, if the new standard for them is making Champions League football, they'll, they're, they're going to have to start winning a couple of tougher games is all. They've, they've got, they've struggled. To, to pull results against teams that you would expect them to beat is all. That, that, that's all I'm saying, you know. On paper, their record isn't terrible, but they're going to be in a position now where they have to beat some big boys. Um, I assume you want to talk about Zlatan. Yeah, not, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just hope he gets better uh, quickly because, uh, I mean, he said it's not going to be serious. But uh, hopefully he gets better quickly. Uh, it's always a bit worrisome when uh, <laughs> your best player at 39 years old is uh, is getting injured. But hopefully he comes back soon. Great performance against Napoli. Uh, very confident performance against Napoli. It was a big Napoli. win. It was a big win for you guys. Very, very big win. Uh, Ante Rebic came back and looked looked at home really in his first, uh, you know, his first start a while back. Every win, against, um, every win against a tough side now is going to be seen as an opportunity to kind of derail your, uh, your campaign. So you lost, this ga- you lost this game and Juve are within, Juve are within a point of you, right? So, and, and Sassuolo are top of the table. So, again, early in the season, there's a lot more shit to come, but, but you know, nah. you, 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 you firmly swatted the challenge. Uh, Napoli's uh, back line don't look too hot in this, uh, in this game, to be honest. Ibrahimovic beat, no. beat Koulibaly to a, to a, you know, I mean, it was a, it was a great ball by Rebic, and Ibra got into a, a spot where it would be hard for Koulibaly to, to, to get his head to it, but Ibra beat him off the mark there, and, and fucking Jens Petter Haug off the bench made Manolas look like a, uh, like a fucking Serie D defender, putting him on ice and then and then effectively chipping uh, chipping Merritt, which was incredible, insane goal. This guy has two goals in sixty minutes, and if we're like not ironically that guy. golden boy, golden boy, like I'm fucking excited about. Uh, How old is he again? How old is he? Did he just turn twenty? Maybe that makes sense. That makes sense. That, 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 that seems about right. Boy, uh, boys, boys with Erling Haaland, and uh, I believe love to see that. I believe they'll be facing off against each other when uh, when Haaland comes to Juve in a year. And I believe that he cause he came from Bodo Glimt, and I believe the goal when he scored on Sunday, I believe it was also the same day that Bodo Glimt like won the league or something like that. So like awesome day for him. It's a good day for him. He, he I, I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see his development for sure. He's he's awesome. Uh, go for Rodrigo de Paula's Udinese beat Genoa one 0 Shout out to him. I love that guy. Random, but I fucking love him. I, I also saw. I also saw a stat that he's uh, that that I think he delivers some of the most 
chances created within the box, like from outside the box into the box, some advanced. Stats. He's so good. He's 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 uh, he's um he's world class club potential for sure. Uh, shout out also. I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give uh, him hero of the week because uh, hero of the week is obviously uh, Diego Maradona, but. A uh, little shout to, uh, to Rolando Mandragora, who came back from an ACL tear earlier in, uh, I think it was last June, earlier in the year. So just at the start of restart. Uh, happy he's back. I never cut it at Juve, but I like him. Um, he has a good year. You never know. Maybe he'll sneak into the Euro squad. Mancini gives a chance to a lot of younger players. I mean, he'll be 24 next year, but um, he's, not, he's not afraid to give unproven players a chance. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. He captain the U21 team for a while. So happy to see him back. But yeah, I think DePaul... Could go to like a top top side. I think I can. I think he can go to like a fucking Liverpool or a Man City, or uh, I don't know. I don't know about you, but he, he he's he's that fucking good, bro. What he's, was the what was the, what was the stat you said you saw? He he had one of the better. Uh, I think like a, a delivered attempts into the box, like chances created from outside of the box, something like that. Okay. Okay. Nice. Very very poorly described, but that's that's. No, that's no, I I I got I got the gist. Um, last couple quick shouts. Orsolini scored for Bologna. Love to see it. Younger Italian getting uh, on the score sheet. Uh, really dominating for Bologna the past year. Um, happy, happy to see him continue. He had a great international break. And Henrik Mkhitaryan scored a brace against Parma. Parma had quietly struggled. We gave them a little. Uh, we gave them some, 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 some praise at the start of the year for the fact that we liked some of the things they were doing off the pitch. But it's been tough so far. Um, yeah, Mkhitaryan another fucking brace after scoring a hat trick a couple of weeks ago. And Juve beat Cagliari two 0 um, keeping pace with uh, keeping pace with some of the big boys uh, atop the table. Ronaldo two goals. He's got four goals in uh, in the past week. So um, good on him. Fantastic stuff. It's an old man's league now, bud. It's an old man's league now. Ronaldo fucking scoring for fun. Ibra scoring for fun. Quagliarella, Capo Canonieri a couple of years ago, and uh, fucking Jeco Jeco scoring at, uh, at Roma. Uh, I don't know. Just makes me laugh. Caputo Caputo at uh, at Sassuolo and. All strikers. Well, one, one, one of the last, one of my last points here. No, but can you think of any other league where that would happen? And what does it, what does it say about the league? I mean, like, I do like know our, our Zlatan you know, and Cristiano so elite that we can't even call them. Well, I think players. you're, I think you're living. No, but I think you're living in a little bit of a bubble. I don't follow La Liga that often, but I, I do know there are some, some, some also serviceable. I mean, not world class like, uh, like, like Ronaldo and Ibra, but there, there are some older players that feature prominently in La Liga. But anyway, that's not, we're not a La Liga podcast. So. There, was, there was that guy, Aritz Aduriz, until a couple of years ago, who was yeah. like, he was scoring for fucking f- crazy fun with uh, Bilbao. I don't know. Um, no, feels, feels, like, feels, like, uh, feel, feels like a little hanging fruit take, we'll, uh, which I'll, I'll, I'll gobble up. Um, okay, before we wrap up, on a lighter note, let's, let's end on a, on a lighter note here. I've got a funny story. I wasn't sure if I was going to share this with, with how the pod started, but I'm, I'm feeling it now. Uh, Stronzo of the week. Ale Peppel actually sent me this story. Um, do you have a Stronzo, by the way, or do you want, is this going to be? No, a, I don't. I don't. Okay, so, so we'll, roll with, uh, we'll roll with this one. Uh, lovely story coming out, of, uh, coming out of Catania. Catania, I believe, are in City of Chi right now. Um, so let me just pull this up here. Okay. Boom. Catania coach Giuseppe Raffaele has been banned for four matches after tackling an opposition player during a 91st minute counterattack. Banned four matches. That's unreal. That is unreal. Like, so, so I implore you, I implore you guys to go check out the video footage of this. It's unreal. End of the, end of the game, tight game. 
fucking coach runs fucking coach runs on the field and kills the ball off of the counter-attacking player's uh, foot, gets a red card, gets sent off. Love that managers get red cards now when they actually get asked to leave. Uh, very slightly, love to see it. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Is it a Sicilian thing? Didn't Palermo do that a couple of years ago, throwing balls on the pitch? In the city of B playoff, or was that, was that Frosinone? Every year, it was Frosinone actually. Frosinone did it against Palermo. I don't know. It feels like something that you don't see that often. I've only seen. I've been noticing it in the past couple of years in the lower divisions. It feels like a thing that you do now. I don't know. Are we for that? Are we for the cheating? Are we for the competitive edge? Are we? Is he a stronzo? <laughs> I like it. I like the drive. I like the fire. Feels like a beer. <laughs> feels like something you do a beer league. It is a beer league. <laughs> You just some some guy from the bar just fucking fucking, fucking tackle runs on the field and tackles a guy. Fuck shit up. Honestly, goalkeeper comes out of the net, runs into the box when you need uh, when you need a goal in the last minute. You get countered. Fucking, you just run off the bench and just tackle the guy before he can put it into an empty net. Play stops. You get sent off. Sacrificial lamb. No problem. Uh, so yeah, thrown of the week to uh, to uh, my boy Giuseppe. Okay, listeners, um, thanks again for the support of our Movember campaign. Again, link is in our Insta bio, so check it out. Uh, we're very close to our goal. And uh, again, we're, we're, uh, we're fully expecting to be able to hit it in the next couple of days, but every little bit does help. So please, uh, please, don't be shy. Feel free to, uh, feel free to, to, to leave us a donation if you do. Uh, even leave a note, leave a message. You can, uh, you can leave a, a, little, a little pensiero or whatever. Uh, leave us a note saying you like the podcast. And uh, yeah, man, rock on. Thanks uh, again for all the support. And again, um, tune in to us on all platforms. Uh, check us out at Cultural Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, TikTok. Facebook is the Cultural Podcast if you want to share it with any older relatives of yours. And thank you for tuning into the episode. Subscribe to us if you're new to the show. Uh, subscribe to us on whatever platform you prefer listening to us. And uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, gentle lady. Yeah.